Well, just when you thought it had gone away and you wouldn't have to hear about it until next September, it's back. It being collegiate cross country, that is. Coming up on March the 12th in Italy, the FISU cross meet will see some of the best student athletes all in one place competing in the dirt and grass, hoping not only to make their university proud, but also their country. Of course, Canada looks to be fielding a fairly solid team, and this week we have the chance to chat with two members of that team. Don't go anywhere. This week we chat with Blair Morgan and Kevin Tree before they take off for Italy, only here on the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Without a doubt, Kevin Tree is the type of guy you want to have on your team. First off, he's hugely talented, already making the national cross team that went to China last year, as well as being an all-Canadian coming in second, a hugely stacked field at uh, the CIS finals. He also has a real knack for coming up big when it counts. See that second place finish. Here's hoping he can come up big when he competes at FISU next week. Kevin joins us from Thunder Bay. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Awesome. Thanks very much for having me. Okay, so let's talk about that race that qualified you for the spot on the FISU team, Guelph 2015, the CIS Championships. You finished second, uh, beating out Janikowski by such a slim, slim margin. Uh, talk to me about that race. Yeah, that was uh, actually one of the more fun races of the season. It was uh, it was it was went out really, really fast. It seemed like and uh, took a, took a bit of time first couple K to get up to the front and just kind of settle into the race. But once we got there, uh, I kind of just fell into the front, kind of running my own race and hung out there as I was fairly comfortable there. And it seemed like it was a pretty honest pace throughout and seemed like the group got a bit smaller and smaller each lap. We went around and there was no real definitive move made until, uh, Aaron went with, I don't know, just in the, just at the start of the second lap there or the last lap rather. And, um, it was a pretty hard move and I tried to go with, uh, him and Paul, they went, they went together on that kind of downhill section in the back and, uh, got dropped and then just kind of hung in there. Cause I knew, I knew we were close to the finish there or getting close. So, um, just kind of hung in there and they started to come back with about a kilometer to go. I, they could, they stopped putting any distance on me and then they, I could kind of see that I was getting a bit more ground on them. And then when we finally got to the hill, um, the last hill there, uh, they were both getting closer. Aaron was, I knew Aaron was out of reach at that point, but uh, I thought maybe if I could just get up that hill one last time, I might be able to get close enough. And, yeah, I just managed to get in there for a second. So, yeah, it was a really good race, a lot of fun. Well, I mean, you you mentioned uh, the start of that race and uh, and you know how how it worked out from there. Guelph is is notoriously that course is notorious for you know the the first I don't know like five hundred meters uh, and how that curves around there. You know, there's a bunch of spills and stuff. Like, what kind of strategy did you have going into that first turn specifically? Yeah, um, I guess not too much other than I just wanted to stay on my feet and. It seemed like there was quite a few people going down, actually. But, uh, yeah, I knew, like, if I could just get around that corner and stay on my feet that I could, you know, 10 kilometers is a lot of time to get up to where you need to be. So as long as you just get around that corner, that was kind of it. And then the downhill section, it kind of gets into downhill right away, so it helps get into your rhythm and you can kind of kind of move move from there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's tough to call you a dark horse in, in any sort of distance race, especially in the CIS right now. 
However, going into CIs, you weren't getting, you know, a ton of hype from, uh, I guess, the tracky board, that sort of sort of place, you know, unlike a lot of people of similar caliber. Do you find that, that it works better, it's more in your favor if you don't get that sort of pressure uh, put on you, or are you someone who really performs uh, in that sort of situation? Yeah, um, I guess I kind of stayed off the boards uh, a fair amount through the fall. Uh, I guess I don't know if that was by design or just the way it happened, but either way, I, I guess at this point I'm kind of indifferent to it. Uh, I'm still kind of new to running out. The, like I kind of made a big bit of a jump about a year and a bit ago in performance, so I'm still a bit new to uh, the level right now. And uh, so maybe after a while of running at this level and and future races, it might uh, I might have a different opinion. But uh, right that right now, I just kind of you know it's kind of cool to see that there's some hype around you or if there's not hype around you just at the sports getting some hype, which is awesome. And, but other than that, I just kind of go out there and run my own race and hope everything plays out. So the coach that uh, Canada will be sending along, uh, for the FISU team is none other than, uh, Kip Sigworth, uh, your coach at Lakehead. You know, how, how do you think that will work out in your favor? Yeah, it's, it's awesome to have, uh, my coach going along with me. It just, I think more than anything, it just brings some, familiarity to uh to the international level because that's kind of one thing i learned from last year a little bit that all the races locally you get to know some people and as much as you try and run your own race you end up often keying off other people a lot so it's difficult to do that on a international level where you don't really know anybody um so yeah having my coach there will just make it a little more calming and just it'll be a cool experience for both of us to get over there and see a new new country and a new competition venue. Well, you know, playing off that, I mean, part of the term of cross country is that, you know, every course is, is different. I mean, with track racing, you know, pretty much every track is going to be more or less the same. Um, with, in this case, uh, Cassino, uh, Italy is obviously going to be quite a bit different than, than Canada this time of year. You know, what kind of prep work has been done so that you're ready for, you know, the climate and the landscape and that sort of stuff. And have you seen, you know, videos or pictures of the course? Have the organizers provided you with that sort of stuff? Uh, I, I was told that they're, uh, actually Kip was talking to me uh, a couple of days ago and had said that they had put out some sort of video, but it wasn't actually much of the course. It was just kind of where the course was going to be. Um, I haven't seen it personally, so I don't know what, if it's any of any help at all. Um, but yeah, I, I other no video or picture that I've seen, but I think it's, I've heard it's uh eight fifteen hundred meter loop. So, hmm. I mean, we'll get to know the loop quite well. I, I would yeah. think after the first couple of times around it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, I guess from what I've heard, uh, it's kind of a not not too hot over there this time of year. I have anywhere from ten to twenty degrees is kind of what I heard. So I think we're over there on Tuesday before the Saturday race. So it's plenty of time to kind of get accustomed to the different temperature. But it's not that it's not too hot. Where compared to when I went to Columbia with the Pan Am team last year, it was kind of minus thirty in Thunder Bay to plus thirty or more in Columbia within a day. So that was. 60 degrees Celsius swing, which is a bit mm. more tough to deal with. So I, I'm thinking that this time around it might be a little bit easier and more manageable, hopefully. 
For sure, for sure. Now, taking a spot on this VCU team pretty much meant that you wouldn't have much of an indoor season. You know, was it was it a tough decision to go forward with the VCU cross? Uh, yes and no. Um, obviously, kind of foregoing the indoor season meant I wasn't going to be doing a whole lot of training with uh, my team here, doing different workouts and stuff as they kind of prepped themselves for indoor track. But I, I definitely more of a distance-minded person and I do enjoy cross-country quite a bit more than indoor track I find so uh yeah it was it was it was a bit difficult but um I mean I'm really looking forward to the trip and it's a great and also having like having the my coach uh be nominated for the head coach position was also a factor that played a role I mean it was it would be kind of cool to go to an international competition with your coach being the head coach so yeah um Bit of a tough decision, but I'm I I definitely think I made the right one. So. Okay, perhaps this is just uh, Southerners' ignorance coming through right now. But uh, Thunder Bay seems like it'd be a super tough place to train uh, in the winter months, just because it's it's so ridiculously cold there. You know, how do you adapt your training to make sure that it works while you're up there? Yeah, it's, it's funny to say that I hear that quite a bit from uh, from other people as well, but. In some respects, it's it's not quite as bad as Southern Ontario because it's never quite as uh, sloppy. Everything's everything's frozen up, so you're never getting soaked on a run, which is kind of nice. But um, yeah, sometimes I mean we have to make adjustments and and uh, you know have longer warm ups instead of you know instead of the usual type warm up and and if we need to someday go on the end of the track or the treadmill, but that hasn't happened yet this year, and it's pretty rare that um, we have to make that kind of adjustment to move inside or to, uh, instead of going outside if it's too cold. Um, but yeah, I think just, it, it just takes some getting used to and you kind of have to not think about it too much. Otherwise you can get pretty miserable out there trying slogging away in minus 20 and minus 30 on a consistent basis. But I mean, this year has been bar none the best since I've, I've been here for uh, four years now. So um, it's been quite quite manageable thankfully now you you kind of alluded to to it a little bit earlier but last year you got some really cool opportunities uh including a chance to represent canada at the world cross country championships in china with you know guys like kelly weeb uh what were some of the biggest things that you took home from that experience yeah it was it was a phenomenal experience just from a competition level and then also you know, just the atmosphere, the venue, and of course, hanging around the that level of that caliber of athletes at uh, the meet, both on like on your team and on other teams, it was a very cool experience to see guys I've looked up to, like Kelly and all the other guys on the team, and uh, over the years. So it was cool to finally be on the team, and I know we didn't take we all got along really well, and we didn't always talk too much about running, just all sorts of things so um but yeah it was it was awesome to kind of get to it kind of made me feel like I had made that next jump in in performance and it definitely definitely left me wanting uh wanting more and getting those experiences down the road Okay, so you know this is this is a question that I know has has kind of been on my mind, especially during this this past uh, cross country season. But you know, Lakehead is one of those teams that is uh, sometimes really hyped uh, in the preseason to do something. Now, last year, I'm sure it, things didn't quite work out 
kind of how you hope that they would. Tell me, how far away is Lakehead from having a top three finish at CIs? Yeah, definitely in uh, years past, at the, and including this past fall. This kind of this, this past fall was kind of the year that we had set us up to. You know, we were looking, we were looking the strongest, like had, like we had. Sorry, we were looking as strong as we ever had, and uh, yeah, like it just. The often the problem is just having the numbers, and you know, crosses a long season and a lot of volume and training, so people get injured. So that's kind of what happened again this year, and what seems to be the trend, and. Uh, you know, other teams might be able to sacrifice or have one or two injuries and be all right and have lots of people to fill the position. But we're uh, not quite as – we don't have quite the depth like other teams, but our top end has been really good, which is why I think um, often we have some sort of, uh, some sort of, uh, I guess, rep, uh, like uh, representation on the boards, I guess, for team, uh, mm-hmm. team standing. So – uh, we're kind of right now in a bit of a rebuilding. We've had some people graduate and uh, move on, so hopefully, hopefully not too far, but uh, uh, not for a couple of years, I think. So, well, I mean, you've used four years of your eligibility at the end of this year. Uh, is there any plans for you to to do a fifth year? Yeah, I'm not too sure what uh, what my plan is at this point yet. I got to figure out some some thing other things and. Uh, but I would definitely love to come back and use my fifth year because I think down the road, if I hadn't used it, it I might regret not uh, using it while I could. With a, with a pretty big caliber international meet under your belt and the FISU games uh, on the horizon just in the next couple of weeks, what are the plans looking like for you uh, after school is done? Yeah, that's that's another thing that's definitely uh, up in the air for me right now and it's going to definitely take some more planning. Um but I definitely want to continue running and and uh, probably explore some more distance-type races in the future. Uh, but, yeah, as of right now, it's very all up in the air, and I haven't spent too much time uh, thinking about it other than, other than the main fact that I would like to keep running and keep pursuing athletics. Uh, Kevin Tree, he is going to be representing Canada at the uh, FISU Cross Country Games happening in Italy in uh, just about a week's time now. Thanks a lot for, uh, for taking the time to be on the show, Kevin. Awesome. Thanks again for having me. My next guest hails from Yarker, Ontario, a hamlet so small it doesn't even have its own Wikipedia page. He hasn't let that slow him down, though, slowly but surely getting better every single year he's run. Blair Morgan will be representing Canada at Fisu Cross for the second time, where he'll be hoping to have the race of his life. Blair joins me from Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Blair. Hey, thanks for having me, Michael. Uh, first off, you've now raced your final race as a McMaster Marauder. Jeez. Uh, I mean, looking back, what moments will, will stick with you uh, from your university career? Um, I mean, it's been a great five years here at Mac. Uh, lots of memories. Um, but I think specific memories would be, I think the biggest one is definitely uh, OUAs at the Shadow Golf Course in Hamilton. Um, it's kind of my breakout race, um, and just to do it on our home course with my friends and my parents around. And then the weather made it memorable. <laughs> it was cold and rainy and muddy, and just all those things combined. 
um, definitely make that the standout moment. But um, that year in general, my third year cross-country season, um, I ran well again at CIs. Um, and then this year, this cross-country season, um, was even better than that one. Um, six at OUs, eighth at CIs. And, I mean, that's always going to stick with me. But then there's stuff that's not related to performance, just bus rides with the team. Um, the trips to Chicago we made in my first and second year were great trips with a lot of great guys, and same with the trips we do to Boston uh, in the winter. So that that year that you guys had OUs uh, on the home course uh, at Shadok, uh I believe you guys came in second as a team uh, at OUAs. Yep. Like, in, in your opinion, would you say that over your time at Mac, that was probably the strongest male team that you had. And, you know, how how close is the team now to, to reproducing a result like that? Um, I'd say that probably was the strongest team. Um, we had myself and Taylor Reed leading, and then we had uh, Lionel Sanders, Connor Darlington, and Taylor Forbes rounding out the top five. Um, and I think... I mean, yeah, we, we were second at our use and then we came back at CIs and a couple guys had off days and we ended up fourth there. But I still think that was probably the strongest team. Um, though the next year we lost Lionel and Taylor, but we still came back um, third at OUs and fourth at CIs. And then that's the same team pretty much we have this year who is third at OUs and fourth at CIs. So I think right now and probably the team at Shadok are pretty comparable but just having Lionel I mean Lionel's going to improve any team you put him on so mm. I think he just made us a little bit stronger so top 10 finish uh, at CIs this year 6 at OUs uh, how would you say that your cross season went this year overall um, I'd say it went great um, that's pretty much exactly what I was looking for going in um, I knew I wanted Top. Oh, I, I really wanted a first team All Canadian. I'll take. I'll take an eighth place. Hmm. Um, but I mean, really, it it went well. It started out pretty good. We I mean, I skipped the first meet with the team to do the Canadian Road 5K Championships as kind of just a little fun tune-up without having done many workouts off a of base season in the summer. And then I came back at uh, Western and ran well. And then I came to Queens and uh, tried out a bit of front running, which <laughs> went all right. And uh, I think I just kept improving throughout the year and hit my peak at the right time, and yeah, it was a great season. So what uh, what quite a few people may or may not know is that this is not your first time uh, going to FISU Cross Country. Uh, you were at the last one. Uh, what do you remember about that, and, and what was the biggest take-home lesson that you got from that race? Um, well, there was a really it was a great, great trip lots of lots of memories but I think I mean the race hurt that's one thing I remember <laughs> it was 10 and a half K um, it was at a bit it was I guess at altitude technically it was at like Calgary level altitude so not ridiculous but a lot of the people who went had never been to altitude myself included so running 10 and a half K after two days there in the heat uh, it was it was a bit of a suffer fest um but, I mean, it was a really great first 
kind of international experience and everyone I went with and everyone we met there uh, it was really great really friendly um, one, of, one of the biggest lessons I got out of that was that you can't run a 10k cross race off of uh, 3k indoor training which <laughs> I was doing because I found out two weeks before the race that um, someone had dropped out and I was being asked to step up as the alternate so I was not prepared for it at all <laughs> So, I mean, how how are you going to approach this race, or how did you approach this race in comparison to the last time that you raced it? Um, yeah, I've had a lot more time to prepare. So I talked to Paula about that when I qualified. We talked about what we were going to do uh, over the winter, and we decided that because it was my last season, we were still going to try and run fairly well on the track, um, but also mix in some of our longer, more key cross-country workouts um, with the faster speed work on the track and just keep the mileage up throughout the year as well just to keep the strength there. And actually, we had a for the first time, we had a team training camp down in Florida over the uh, New Year's break, and we just went down there and hammered out a lot of mileage uh, just to keep the strength there for when we were going to start doing a bit of speed work you know heading into this re- race um as you just mentioned i saw that you you tried to throw in in uh, a few indoor races uh where you could at the peak of your training what did a week look like in preparation for italy um well all the weeks the general structure is pretty much the same um two workouts a week usually either monday wednesday or tuesday thursday depending on what's going on on the weekend. Um, so for preparing for Italy, that usually meant one workout a week outside uh, on the roads, something longer, um, tempo, longer intervals. Um, and then Wednesday was usually something faster up on the track. Maybe we'd do something outside beforehand do like some five minutes outside and then jump up on the track. Um, and then the other key day would be either Saturday would either be a race or we'd have a long run Saturday or Sunday. And then the rest of the days we just in January and most of February trying to run a decent amount. So doubling a lot of days. And then as we got closer to uh, championship season, OUs and FISU, I've started to cut back and just been running easy mileage once a day. So one of the cool things about cross country is that, you know, every course is different. In fact, what I've heard about uh, the course that you guys are going to be running in Italy uh, is that it's actually like a 1500 meter loop, which is pretty crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that over here in Canada. Uh, To you, what does your ideal cross country course look like? Um, Well, there's a, pretty good example of my ideal course is my home course at Fort Henry Um, just grass the whole way no no gravel or trails or anything Um, and it it never really settles down you can never really get into a rhythm between the slightly rolling hills and the corners there's always something coming up that is going to break up your rhythm Um, I like it muddy, um, 
which the Fort Henry course never really gets there because it drains fairly well. But I mean, something like Shadok a few years ago, I like that. Um, not a big fan of big hills. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Fort Henry's, if it had maybe a little bit of a bigger hill in the back section, but other than that, it's a, it's a pretty great course. For sure. For sure. Okay, so you were the captain of the Marauder Squad, and while the idea of you know perhaps a hockey captain or a soccer captain is pretty clear cut and, and dried, uh, I believe you know the scheme is really there. What does a cross country team captain do? Um, I mean, it's it's not too different from captain of another team. I mean, the guys look up to the captain for leadership. Um, so in in terms of running, I mean that means that if it's a crappy day outside, if it's wet and cold or snowy or whatever, I mean you gotta text some guys, get a few guys together, uh, just get them out the door. Um, and on workout days, you just I don't know, you just gotta show up on time. It's a big thing with our team, showing up on time. Um, and you, actually, I think one of the, one of the big things is you have to really be respectful of what the coach is telling you specifically, because the guys are going to look to you. So if if Paul is telling me to keep my long run to I don't know eighty minutes on a given weekend, and I go out and crush two hours, everyone else is going to see that and go, okay. If Paula tells me to cut it back this week, I don't need to. So you just got to make sure the guys have someone to look up to and someone, if they want to talk about anything, mileage, training, school, whatever, got to be open to that as well. So, you know, over over your time in the CIS, uh, you know, if you follow along on the, on the tracky boards, they always say that this is the, the greatest year or perhaps the worst year ever in the CIS. But I, I kind of want to know what your perspective is. You know, what would you say has changed the most over your five years uh, running in the CIS? Um, I think the biggest thing is just the depth has really grown since I started. Um when I started, I mean, Guelph was the, I mean, they still are the team to beat. They were five years ago, but then it was, it was unthinkable that someone would be even close to them and that they wouldn't score like four or five guys in the top 10. Um, and I mean, you'd expect most of the other top 10 places to be made up by guys from Windsor and then you'd have a few other schools sprinkled in there. But over the years, um, just that dominance hasn't has spread out. So now you see the top 14 is made up of guys from tons of different schools, every single conference. Um, and the depth is just astounding compared to, I think, what it was five years ago. Look at, I mean, yeah, look at the results from CIs this year and look at the times the guys that run, I mean, I know times aren't a great indicator in cross country, but yeah, I just think the depth is miles above what it was five years ago. 
So what people may not know is that on top of being a you know pretty top caliber athlete, you also excel in the classroom uh, as you actually took home the Dr. Jack Kennedy Award this year, which is an award for uh, the top male student athlete at Mac. Uh, you know, yeah. how, how do you find balance between uh, those two different worlds? Um, I don't know how different they are. I mean, a lot of it in terms of running and academics is just focusing and putting in the time. Um, and I think you see that a lot of runners are fairly good students. Um, it, I don't know about other schools, but um, at MAC, when we had our student-athlete award ceremony, uh, there were a lot of uh, cross-country and track guys there. And I think running just lends itself well to that kind of culture of academic and athletic excellence but uh, I mean in between the running and the school you just gotta manage manage your time really well especially if you're trying to sleep nine hours a night I mean it doesn't leave room for a ton of socializing or much else but if you time manage it well I mean you can get all your work done get in your run and still have a little bit of time to yourself to relax so uh, with with graduation definitely coming up on the horizon for you you essentially become you know i guess a free agent for lack of a better term uh you know free to train with whomever you like i mean right now you've got a good thing going with uh with paul schner and hamilton but also if you head back to uh to the metropolis of yarker uh you're nice and close to uh to steve steve boyd who uh you know, I I believe your dad trains with him, and uh, you know he's he's obviously done really great things for the sport as well. Have you thought about who you'd like to coach you, and and uh, you know maybe what events you'd like to specialize in after you leave McMaster? Um, yeah, actually, I've, I've thought a lot about that. Um, that was a big part of the decision: was uh, do I want to stick on with Paula, and or do I want to go back and? Uh, join up with Steve and be able to train with Archer and Wilkie and the Queens guys. Um, but I'm staying at McMaster actually next fall to, uh, start grad school. So I will be sticking around with Paula and, uh, Connor Darlington and whoever else is still around next year to train with them. Um, so in terms of specializing, it is, I mean, a definitely stronger, over the longer events so i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on five and the 10k on the track in the summers and cross country in the fall and i think within a couple of years i'll probably start moving up uh run some halves around the bay and then eventually progress up to the fall marathon okay so so finally uh you know we mentioned that that your dad is, is a bit of a runner clive morgan uh a legend in his own right uh, however, if you had to pit, say, the host of this show versus your father in, say, an 8K race, uh, who do you think would come out on top? How how hypothetical is this question? I I, do, yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, I believe I believe a race like that may have happened, if I'm not mistaken, a few week, few weeks ago, and I believe uh, the host of a certain tracky show came out on top. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, you know, that's the uh, that's definitely the answer I'm looking for. Uh he is Blair Morgan and he will be uh he will be representing Canada at uh the Fisu 
cross-country championships, which will be happening over in Italy. Thanks a lot for, uh, for taking the time to be on the show this week, Blair. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to our guests, Blair and Kevin, and best of luck to the whole team. Also, best of luck to all those competing at CIS Indoors. Big thanks goes out to Tracky for their ongoing support, and to you for listening. You can find us online on Twitter at the Terminal Mile, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Tracky.ca. You've been listening to the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Yeah.